Chapters 30 through 33 of The Paradise or Garden of the Holy Fathers, Book 1 by Palladius, translated by E. A. Wallace Budge. The Seabrook recording is in the public domain. Chapter 30 of the Blessed Woman Theas, or Theasis. And now I desire to narrate unto you the excellent history and the great repentance of the Blessed Woman Theas, or Theasis for speech concerning her is most excellent, and it is full of encouragement and patience of soul unto those who love God. Now this woman had a mother who, because her daughter was beautiful of face, made her to take up a position in the market, and the rumor of her beauty traveled unto every place, and those who were living afar off desired greatly to see her, and no man who looked upon her was satisfied with the sight of her face because she burnt like a flame of fire into the hearts of those who saw her. And many by reason of their mad love for her sold whatever property they had to her parents, that they might have commerce with her. Now when Basarian, the servant of God, heard these things concerning this woman, and that through her beauty she was dragging many to destruction, he arrayed himself in the apparel of a man who was in the world and took with him one dinar, and went unto her, and when he saw her, he brought forth the dinar, and gave it to her. And having taken the dinar, she said unto him, Let us go into a room. And he said unto her, Yea, let us go in. And having gone in, the blessed man, Basarion, saw the couch which was laid out. Now it was a very high one, and the woman said unto the old man, Come, get up on this bed. And he said unto her, Hast thou not inside this chamber another room? And she said unto him, Yea. Then he said unto her, Let us then go in there. And Theaeus answered and said unto him, If it be that thou art ashamed of men, seeing thee, know that no man can see us in this chamber. But if it be God of whom thou art afraid, he can see us in whatsoever place we enter. And the blessed man, Basirion, hearing these words, said unto her, My daughter, dost thou know that God existeth? And she said unto him, Yea, I know that God existeth, and that there will be kingdom and judgment. Then the old man said unto her, If thou knowest that God is, and that there will be kingdom and judgment, why dost thou destroy men in this manner? And straightway the woman cast herself at his feet, and said unto him, I know that there is repentance for those who sin, but I beseech thee, Master, to tarry with me for three hours, and whatsoever thou wishest to do unto me, that do, because of all the evil things which have been wrought by me. And having told her in what place he would await her, he left her and went away. Then in that same hour the woman took everything which she had gained by fornication and burnt it with fire in the midst of the city. And she said, Come, O all ye who have had commerce with me, and see that I am burning before your eyes every possession which I have gathered together by means of sin. And the things which were burnt were worth three hundred pounds of gold. And there were also goods and apparel of all kinds. And after she had burnt up everything, she went to the blessed man Basarion. And when Basarion saw her, he took her by her hand and led her along and brought her to a religious house of sisters, and he shut her in a little cell, leaving her only one small window in the wall, through which a woman passed in food to her, 
And the blessed Bessarion said unto the head of the house, Give her a pound of dry bread each day, and water according to her need. Then the blessed woman, Theas, said unto the venerable Bessarion, With what petition dost thou command me to pray unto God, that he should forgive me my sins? The blessed Bessarion said unto her, Thou art neither worthy to pray unto God, nor to make mention of his name with thy lips, nor to stretch out thy hands unto him, for thy lips are unclean and polluted, and thy hands are contaminated with impurity. Thou shalt only sit down and gaze towards the east, and thou shalt say nothing except, O thou who didst create me, have mercy upon me. And having dwelt in that cell for a space of about three years, the blessed Bessarion had mercy upon her, and the blessed man went to Abba Antony, that he might learn from him whether God had forgiven her her sins or not. Then having spoken concerning her unto Antony, that blessed man called unto his disciples, and said unto them, Let each one of you shut himself up in his cell all night, and pray ye unto God, that we may see unto whom shall be revealed the matter concerning which the blessed Bessarion hath come unto us this day. And when they had all done as they had been commanded, and when a long time had elapsed, the blessed Paul, the chief of the disciples of Mar Antony, looked into the heavens and saw a couch, which had been spread with great splendor, and three angels who were carrying three lamps were standing before that couch, and a crown of glory was laid thereupon. And having seen all this glorious sight, he said, This couch can only be for my father Antony. Then a voice came unto him from heaven, saying, This couch is not for Antony thy father, but for Theus the harlot. And the blessed Paul rose up early in the morning, and related the vision which he had seen. And the blessed Mar Bessarion came back from Abba Antony in great joy. And he went to the religious house of the sisterhood, and he opened the door that he might bring the woman out from the cell wherein she was secluded. But she made entreaty unto him, saying, Leave me here until my death, for my sins are many. Then the blessed man said unto her, Behold, the merciful God hath had compassion upon thee, and hath accepted thy repentance. And then she wished to go forth from her cell. And she answered and said unto him, Believe me, O father, from the day wherein I entered this cell, I have made all my sins a mighty burden, and I have set it before my eyes, in such wise that as the breath of my nostrils hath not separated itself from me, so my sins have not separated themselves from me until this hour. And the blessed Bessarion answered and said unto her, God hath not forgiven thee thy sins because of thy repentance, but because of the thought which thou hadst, that thou wouldest deliver thyself over unto Christ. Now this blessed woman Theaeus lived literally made after her repentance fifteen days, and she departed unto our Lord in peace. Thus was the crowning of the blessed Theaeus, who was lost and was found, and was dead and who came to life by the grace of Christ, unto whom belong mercy and compassion and glory and honor for ever and ever. Amen. Chapter 31 Of the Blessed Man Abba Isaiah There was a certain man whose name was Isaiah, who loved the virgins exceedingly, for there are souls which are thus inclined, and having compassion upon the order of virgins and women, who live celibate lives in Thebes, 
and in the cities which were round about, and in the city of Atrepe, near Achimum, and possessing many flocks and herds, he built a large nunnery, and he gathered thereunto every woman who chose to adopt the garb of the nun, and placed them therein. And with ready will he took care to provide them with everything which was necessary for them, and he supplied everything necessary for their well-being. And he also made a garden for them, and he filled their every want with great zeal and care, for our Lord's sake. And inasmuch as these women were gathered together from various places, they used to quarrel with each other continually, and because it was meet to keep them in order, now he had gathered together about three hundred. He was obliged to take means to pacify them, and he hearkened unto their affairs, and arranged the disputes which broke out among them for the space of two years. Now this man being young, that is to say, being about thirty or forty years old, more or less, was vexed by the passion of lust, and for this reason he departed from that nunnery, and wandered about for two days in the desert. And he made entreaty and supplication unto God, saying, O Lord, either kill me so that I may not see those who are in trouble, and may not become afflicted thereby, or remove from me this passion, so that I may be able to provide for the women and everything. And when the evening had come, he lay down and slept in the desert. And according to what he related, three angels came to him and took hold of him, saying, Why didst thou go forth from the nunnery? And he related unto them the manner, and said unto them, I was afraid, lest I should do harm not only to them, but unto mine own soul also. The angel said unto him, If now we make thee to be free from this passion, thou wilt go and take care of the women in the nunnery? And having promised that he would do this, they required from him an oath. And the oath which he uttered was as follows. The angel said, Swear an oath unto us. And he said, I swear by him who taketh care of me, that I will take care of them. Then having laid hold of him by his hands and his feet, one of them took a razor and mutilated him. Not indeed in very truth, but only apparently and in a phantom-like manner. And he imagined in the vision that, as one might say, he had been cured of his malady. And next they asked him, Feelest thou that thou hast been helped? And he said unto them, I am greatly relieved, and I feel sure that I have been set free from the pain and suffering, and that I have already been delivered therefrom. Then the angel said unto him, Depart and return. And after five days, whilst the women who were in the nunnery were weeping because of what had taken place, and because he had forsaken them, and because the care which he had taken for their needs had come to an end, he entered into the monastery wherein they were, and he dwelt there from that time onwards in the cells, in a place which was nigh unto them. And according to his power, he ordered their lives for them. And he lived another forty years. And he said unto the fathers, This passion of lust, which hath never since aroused itself up in my mind, now this act of grace happened to the holy man because of care which he exhibited in respect of that nunnery. Chapter 32 Of the Blessed Diathorus now there was there, besides this man, Elijah, the chosen man, Dorotheus, who had grown old therein, leading a life of excellent and sublime ascetic rule. 
and as he did not wish to dwell in the nunnery by the side of the women, as Elijah had done, he shut himself up in a certain upper chamber, but left therein a window which faced and looked into the interior of the nunnery, and one he knew that it was proper to do so. He used to open it or shut it. He always sat by the window, and he showed the women that he knew everything which they were doing, and by these means they were rebuked and prevented from quarreling. And thus he grew old in that upper chamber, and no women ever went up to him, and he was unable to go down to them, for there was no ladder. And in this manner of life he brought his days to an end, according to the will of God, by the help of his grace. Chapter 33 Of the Blessed Pacomius the Great and of the sons of his monastery in the nunneries which were in the Theobad, in the country of Thebes, and in the district thereof, which is called Thebania, there was a certain blessed man whose name was Pacomius, and this man led a beautiful life of ascetic excellence, and he was crowned with the love of God and of man. Now, therefore, as this man was sitting in his cell, there appeared unto him an angel who said unto him, since thou hast completed thy discipleship, it is unnecessary for thee to dwell here. But come and go gather together unto thyself those who are wandering, and be thou dwelling with them, and lay thou down for them such laws as I shall tell unto thee. And the angel gave him a book or tablet, wherein was written the following. 1. Let every man eat and drink whensoever he wisheth, and according to the strength of those who eat and drink, Impose work, for thou shalt restrain them neither from eating nor fasting. Furthermore, on those who are strong, thou shalt impose severe labors, and upon those who are of inferior strength, and upon those who fast, thou shalt impose light labors. 2. And thou shalt make for them a cell, and they shall dwell together three by three. 3. And they shall partake of food altogether in one chamber or house. 4. And they shall not take their sleep lying down, but thou shalt make for them seats so that when they are sitting down, they shall be able to support their heads. 5. At night time they shall put on garments without sleeves, and their loins shall be girded up, and they shall be provided with skullcaps, and they shall partake of the offering on the Sabbath and on the first day of the week, wearing skull caps without any nap upon them. And each skull cap shall have in the front thereof a cross worked in purple. 11. And thou shalt establish the monks in four and twenty grades, and each grade shall have a letter of the Greek alphabet from alf to tau, i.e. from a to z, every grade a letter. And blessed Pacomius performed and fulfilled these things according as he had been commanded by the angel. And when the head of the monastery asked him that was next to him concerning the affairs of the brethren, the man said unto him, The voice of Alpha and the voice of Beta saluteth the head of the monastery. Thus the whole of that assembly of brethren had letters of the alphabet assigned to them, according to the designation of the four and twenty letters. To those who were upright and simple, he assigned the letter Yoda. And to those who were difficult and perverse, he assigned the letter Tsai. And thus, according to the dispositions and according to the habits and rules of life of the orders of monks, did he assign letters unto them. 
And he, i.e. the angel, commanded that a monk who was a stranger and who had a different garb from others should not enter in with them to the table. The man who sought to be accepted as a monk in the monastery was obliged to labor there for three years, after which he was to receive the tonsure. When the monks were eating together, they were to cover up their faces with their head coverings, that they might not see each other eating, and might not hold converse together over the table, and might not gaze about from one side to the other. And he commanded that during each day they should repeat twelve sections of the Psalter, and during each evening twelve sections of the Psalter, and each night twelve sections of the Psalter, and that when they came to eat, they should repeat the great psalm. And the blessed Pacomius said unto the angel, The sections of the Psalter which thou hast appointed unto us for repetition are far too few. And the angel said unto him, The sections of the Psalter which I have appointed are indeed few, so that even the monks who are small, i.e. weak, may be able to fulfill the canons, and may not be distressed thereby. For unto the perfect no law whatsoever is laid down, because their mind is at all seasons occupied with God. But this law which I have laid down for those who have not a perfect mind is laid down for them, so that although they fulfill only such things as are prescribed by the canons, they can acquire openness of face. Now very many nuns hold fast unto this law and canon, and there were living in that mountain about seven thousand brethren, and in the monastery in which the blessed Pacomius himself lived, there were living one thousand three hundred brethren. And besides these, there were also other monasteries, each containing about three hundred, or two hundred, or one hundred monks who lived together. And they all toiled with their hands and lived thereby. And with whatsoever they possessed, which was superfluous for them, they provided or fed the nunneries which were there. Each day those whose week of service it was rose up and attended to their work, and others attended to the cooking, and others set out the tables, and laid upon them bread and cheese, and vessels of vinegar and water. And there were some monks who went in to partake of food at the third hour of the day, and others at the sixth hour, and others at the ninth hour, and others in the evening, and others who ate once a day only, and there were some who ate only once a week. And according as each one of them knew the letter which had been laid upon him, so was his work. Some worked in the paradise, i.e. the orchard, and some in the gardens, and some in the blacksmith's shop, and some in the baker's shop, and some in the carpenter's shop, and some in the fuller's shop, and some wove baskets and mats of palm leaves, and one was a maker of nets, and one was a maker of sandals, and one was a scribe. Now all these men, as they were performing their work, were repeating the psalms and the scriptures in order. And there were large numbers of women who were nuns, and who closely followed this rule of life. And they came from the other side of the river and beyond it. And there were also married women who came from the other side of the river close by. And whensoever any one of them died, the other women would bring her and lay her down on the bank of the river, and go away. Then certain brethren would cross over in the boat, and bring her over with the singing of psalms, and with lighted candles, and with great ceremony and honor. And when they had brought her over, they would lay her in the cemetery, 
Without elder or deacon, no man could go to that nunnery. And then only from one Sunday to the other, i.e. they could go only on Sundays. Now it happened that a certain tailor, who was a stranger, came to that nunnery looking for work, and one of the sisters went forth to talk with him. And she said unto him, We have our own tailor. And one of the sisters saw her speaking with him, and she held her peace and informed no one concerning the matter. And after a short time, the two women had a dispute about a certain matter. And the sister who had seen the other talking to the tailor went and brought an accusation against the other before all the sisters, saying about her in an evil manner, This is the Satan who has sown the strife among us. And then many of the women, having heard these things, believed them. And the sister, not being able to endure the accusation wherewith she had been accused without cause, by reason of her distress, went and cast herself into the river, and was drowned. And when the sister who had made the accusation against the other perceived this, seeing that she had culminated her evilly, and that she had caused the sister's pain in a most serious manner, she also secretly drowned herself. And the elder who had been made guardian of them, knowing this manner, commanded one of them that none of the sisters who believed that sister who had made the accusation against her companion should receive the offering. And he was not reconciled unto them and prevented them from participating in the offering for seven years. Now in that same nunnery there was a certain sister who was a virgin, and she made herself an object of contempt, and she had had a devil in her. And the other sisters used to treat her so contemptuously that they would not even allow her to eat with them. And the woman herself was well content at this treatment, and she would go into the refractory and serve the food and wait upon the whole company there. And she became the broom of the whole nunnery, and indeed she made manifest that which is written in the book of the Blessed Apostle, 1 Corinthians 3.18, who said, Whosoever wisheth to become wise in this world, let him become a fool, in order that he may become wise. And this woman used to throw over her head a roughly cut piece of cloth, and whilst the other women wore veils well cut and well made, according to the rule which they had. And in this garb she used to minister in the refractory, and when they would not allow her to sit down with them at the table. And while she was eating, they never looked at her, and she never touched a whole loaf of bread, but used to eat the broken bits and crusts that fell from the tables, and she drank the rinsings of the basins and of the hands, and they sufficed her, and she neither reviled any one of them, nor murmured, nor spoke superfluous words, though they constantly reviled her and struck her and thrust her away with harsh words and blows. Now at that time the blessed Piterum, Paterius, that man of wonder, appeared, and he dwelt in the region which was called Porphyry Mountain. And an angel appeared unto him and said, Why holdest thou in thy mind the pride opinion that thou art more excellent in ascetic practices than many? If thou wishest to see a woman who is more excellent than thou, go to the nunnery which is in the Beniam, and behold, thou shalt find there a woman with a rough cut piece of cloth thrown over her head, who is far superior to thee in ascetic practices, and this woman is far more excellent than thou art. For though she ministereth as a servant to the great congregation, her whole heart is set upon God. 
whilst as for thee, though thou dwellest here, thy mind wandereth about in many countries. And when the man who had never gone forth from his monastery had heard those things, he went quickly to the nunnery, and he besought their visitor or inspector that he might be allowed to see the nuns. And when he had gone inside the house, they all came that they might be blessed by the blessed man, Paterius. But the woman who had made herself a creature of contempt did not show herself at all. Then the blessed man, Paterius, said unto them, Have all the sisters come, for there is one lacking. And they said unto him, Master, we have one more, but she is a woman of no account, and she is in the refractory. And Paterius said unto them, Bring her that I may see her also. And they went to bring her, and she did not wish to come, for she felt that the matter of herself would be certainly revealed unto them. Now since she did not wish to go to the blessed man, they dragged her along and brought her unto him by force, saying unto her, Mar Paterius wisheth to see thee. And when she had come, the blessed man looked and saw the roughly cut piece of cloth which was thrown over her head, according to the sign which the angel had given concerning her. Then he bowed down before her and said unto her, Bless me, mother. And she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Bless thou me, master. When the sisters saw this, they were all struck with wonder, and said unto him, Let there be no disgrace to thee, master, for she is a creature of no account. Then the blessed man Paterius answered and said unto them, See ye yourselves, are creatures of contempt, but this woman is your mother and mine, and I entreat God that he will give unto me a portion with her in the day of judgment. Now when all the sisters heard this from the blessed man Paterius, they fell down at her feet, and offered unto her regret for everything which they had been accustomed to do unto her. For some of them used to throw the rinsings of the vessels over her, and others used to buffet her, and she endured many insults from them all. So the blessed Paterius prayed over them and went forth from that place. And a few days afterwards, because the blessed woman could not endure the honor and praises of all the sisters and the penitence which they showed unto her, she went forth from that house altogether, and where she went and where she died, no man knoweth. End of chapters 30 through 33